The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Thursdays here at Tail Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal is you're welcome to join us. Uh, we get rolling more thoughts on the portal. Some holes to fill for Nebraska on both sides of the football as the carousel turns. What's the latest on Tony White? And uh, we'll dive into some of those uh, air appearance on the defensive and offensive side of the football for Nebraska. Always welcome to join us on Hale Varsity Radio, 489-1240, 489-1240, or 800-825-5865. Can always watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, or give us a follow on Hale Varsity Radio at HVarsity Radio. While you're following, follow Elijah Herbal on Twitter at Herbal Essence. Chris Schmidt at Schmidt underscore radio. High school basketball tips off for me and Elijah tonight. So I am in the uh, living room slash kitchen island so I can get to my game in a timely fashion. Elijah's back in studio, but you can see if you jump on the Hale Varsity YouTube as we stream. I told you mom I got a tree decorated uh, behind me as I move uh, to my uh, to my right, and uh, you can see a better picture there. Not pictured the two uh, pops that that love shooting said Christmas tree ornaments across the room with their tail. Mm. Uh, they're good at it, uh, even though they don't mean to do it. So that's where we're at, uh, Elijah and Dion. Uh, the one-two punch into the stream already. You're welcome to the jump other in Elijah. there. We'll take the other Elijah. The other Elijah. The, uh, this Elijah the, uh, apparently says he's a fan of both Nebraska and Creighton. I used to like him being a, a guy named Elijah, but now I don't know. You, it's one thing to say that in March. It's another yep. thing to say that three days before Nebraska-Creighton. Well, good luck getting in as the, uh, the vault is locked. It is sold out. PBA is going to be all full of red. They're calling for a red out. We'll get more thoughts on Nebraska Creighton tomorrow with Jacob Padilla as uh, we gear up for that tip-off on Sunday. So, uh, Elijah, a lot to get into. And, and I think if you're going to take the, uh, the, the heart rate of Nebraska football fan right now, Really good press conference yesterday by Matt Rule, calming, but more matter of fact. Now, the question is still out there with Tony White. What, what is the appropriate level of smoke? Is it smoke from, from Kansas? Is it smoke from Canada? And, and I, I hope you know what I'm talking about with some of those days where, oh, look, there's a wildfire. Uh, there is smoke drifting from the Canadian border, uh, as South Park got it right during their movie, once that smoke invades the state of Nebraska. You have uh, wild burns down in Kansas. Uh, enough wind comes up from the, uh, the jet stream in the Gulf. Uh, again, you have your air quality concerns. You don't have defensive quality concerns right now because Tony White, is still at Nebraska. Will Tony White stay at Nebraska 
And I've got a group text I'm a part of, and a lot of these guys I knew and went to high school with, and they're, they're huge Nebraska fans. And, I mean, it's been nonstop. They're, they're following this Tony White situation, and it, it may not even be a situation, but you've got different folks throwing hand grenades on Twitter about Tony White and USC. What are the jobs open right now? You have Duke. It's pretty high profile. Indiana got filled today. Uh, you have Houston that's open, and you have Mississippi State that's open. Those are your three Power Five gigs that are open right now. Syracuse got filled. Uh, San Diego State's been filled. Oregon State, former Husker assistant Trent Bray took that position. So you have some gigs that are out there. Is it better in this coaching cycle, this carousel, to wait if you're Tony White? And from a payment standpoint, USC can can pay what they want, okay? I mean, they're, they're paying Lincoln Riley a buttload of money. They paid the Grinch 800000 and And quite honestly, Grinch was in the Lincoln Riley protection program for a lot of years, okay? The Oklahoma defense was nothing short of a disaster it's kept oklahoma from playoffs it's kept oklahoma from championship runs uh preventables all right the grinch uh left for uh oklahoma as he was the pirates defensive coordinator all right and that wasn't a big fight by the pirate to keep him at washington state grinch wore out his welcome it was just too much to ask usc to win every game 50 to 49 So right now, you need a stud defensive coordinator. If you're USC, you can pay to get it. If you're Tony White, do you entertain that? Do you make a lateral move for more money? And are you assured that you're going to have any better success? I don't think it's an issue at USC, Elijah, that the Trojans have high-level talent on the defensive line. I don't think it's an issue of linebacker talent. I don't think it's an issue of secondary ish, uh, talent. I think your 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 twenty two dudes that see time at USC are probably all four, three, four, five star guys. They're good. They're they're good out of high school. I think USC's problem is they're offensive minded. Right? USC does what? They throw the football around. They're a high flying act. They're fun. They're explosive. They don't hit or tackle anybody. That's a Lincoln-Riley practice problem. If you go there, is he going to change the way he gets the team ready Monday through Thursday? That would be my big concern if I'm a defensive coordinator. If I'm making a jump up from a, from a G5 and I'm going to get paid a ton, so be it. I mean, there's a lot of things to consider. Uh, level of concern for Tony White to USC is what out of 10? Maybe put it at 5. Maybe five's too high. Maybe maybe Tony White just hits the recruiting trail tomorrow with pot roast and things are okay. Maybe he's still weighing his options. Maybe he has uh, been a, an assistant and a coordinator long enough. Maybe he's ready to just make a jump. But I don't see him jumping, do you, for a lateral, lateral move for more money. This, this thing is this, One thing is certain is Nebraska needs to pay that man his money, says KGB. I'm not sure I'd call it a lateral move. I'll get into that here in just a second. But I, okay. I, I see this two ways. One being the opportunity that you do have at USC. I know the taxes out in California are insanity. Like, what is it? I mean, if you're making over a million dollars, isn't like 40% of your money is going to, to state taxes and then a little bit more on top of that mm-hmm. goes to federal? Like, you're losing 
almost half your money every single year. So they'd have to make yeah, you, you, a you big, make a big million, offer. you bring it home six hundred, right? I mean, they'd probably have to offer him north of two million dollars, assuming he gets a raise this offseason from Nebraska to be able to match or exceed what Nebraska is going to be giving him. There are some benefits to the USC job. One, warm weather. Tony White was a kid that grew up in Florida, if I remember correctly, went to school in in uh, in California, spent a lot of his career before he went to Syracuse down south. Like that weather is much more familiar to him. That's a big plus for USC. Uh, the recruiting base that you'd have there at USC is a big plus. I mean, you'd be able to to get the dudes that you need into that program in relatively short order, but that brings me to some of the downsides of USC. This is not a one-year fix like you could have had at Nebraska. There were a lot of doubts last offseason with Tony White coming to Nebraska, and I was saying it for a long time. He was coming into a situation that he had a lot of the pieces he needed to be successful. You look at the 3-3-5, one of the most important spots is that nose guard that can play two gaps, that can take up space, that can clog up the inside and make it a lot easier on your linebackers that are a little bit more undersized. That's kind of part of the 3-3-5. You had that with Nash Hutmacher. You had linebackers, two of them in particular, in Reimer and Gifford, if you want to call him a linebacker. I know he's kind of linebacker, defensive back safety. Two guys, though, that could move sideline to sideline, that could make their run fits, that could be all right in coverage. You had a, a linebacker in Nick Henrich that could get downhill, could take on pulling guards, could do really well with that. And then you had a couple of safeties, Omar Brown, Deshaun Singleton, and later in the season, Phelan Sanford, that could flow downhill and could clean up your mistakes blitzing because you're going to need to blitz with the 3-3-5. Tony White walked into a situation at Nebraska that was pretty set up for him to succeed. He doesn't have that at USC. This, it's not going to be a one-year turnaround at USC, in my opinion. I don't think Tony White's a miracle worker in that way. I think he's a damn good defensive coordinator, but he's not a miracle worker. And that is the question to me here is, if Tony White is waiting for a head coaching gig, the right one to open up, USC is not the move that you make. If you're looking to be a defensive coordinator for the next four to five seasons, make good money, get yourself high profile, and then really elevate yourself into a spot where you can get a, a top-of-the-line Power 5 head coaching gig, USC is probably the spot you go to. But I think Tony White, from what we've heard from Rural kind of uh, getting up and, and really supporting Tony White and his desire to be a head coach, I think Tony White is just looking for the right opportunity. And if that's the place you're coming from, it makes less sense to go to USC because I don't think it's a one-year turnaround. I think maybe it's a two- to three-year turnaround with that defense at USC getting up to, to playing at the level that Nebraska was at this season. You return a lot of pieces defensively next season for Nebraska. One more elite season of a Husker defense, if they can match or exceed what they did this season, and you're looking at yourself a, a pretty good head coaching spot next year, I don't think you're going to go to USC for one year. If you have a, a magical turnaround in one season, which I guess we probably shouldn't put it past Tony White, if you can do that in one offseason at USC, you have earned the spot of a, of a high-level mm. head coaching gig next season. I don't think that's as likely then if you stick around at Nebraska, build on what you had this season in year one, do really good work, you're going to get yourself a pretty good head coaching gig next year. So if that's the long-term goal for Tony White, USC makes less sense. If you want to be a defensive coordinator for a while, though, make a name for yourself, live in nice weather, have a nice recruiting base, USC he's, makes a lot of sense. He's been a, a coordinator for a while. Between Nebraska, between San Diego State, uh, between Syracuse. his time at Syracuse, I mean... It, it's not if but when he becomes a head coach and you leave uh, for a, another coordinator job that's higher profile. Uh, Nebraska's defense a year ago was ranked in the 100s. In one year, you're not wrong that he had some pieces to work with, but Tony White was able to unearth some of those pieces and get guys coached up, guys that came in and were pretty talented, at least on paper, as he puts it, he got him talented on the grass. 
he got him talented for the film, and Nebraska finished 14th in in defense. So that's super impressive. Uh, he's got to kind of follow the the rule advice and make sure the expectations and the infrastructure and the financial support equals what you're supposed to do uh, on the football field and where you where you're doing it. So. If you're a Nebraska fan, you you want to back up the uh, the old Brinks truck and pay the guy to keep him another year. But back-to-back years with his defense coming back, with what he's got, uh, is you're, you're looking great if you're Nebraska. And, and Rule knows that this could be an inevitability where someday he'll leave. And Matt Rule's got guys that he's worked with all over football the, I'll say this, that there's not another Tony White out there, but there may be another situation for Nebraska where if he moves on, that Nebraska will be able to, to try and not miss a beat. And that, that sounds backhanded to Tony White, and it's not meant that way. I think Rule's just preparing for what he wants from all of his coaches. He wants his coordinators and guys on staff to, to become head coaches if that's what they want to be. That's what he said. We'll hear from... Um, uh, Matt Rule on the the Tony White situation here uh, this hour from from yesterday's presser, but you know he needs to be making more than than the one million dollars a year. A three year, three million dollar deal is what Tony White is making. Marcus Satterfield's making three uh, three years for four point two million. He needs to be on par or more than what Satterfield's getting based on what side of the ball performed and at least got you near bull eligibility. But Guys on, love it. Pull on, up playing for him. On the flip side of things, a lot of Husker fans have gone full disaster mode should Tony White leave. I am not in that camp. I think Tony White did a really, really good job. We've heard it so many times from various coaches, from George Darlington to, to Charlie McBride, to name your coach that's been at Nebraska in, in, in recent years or even distant years. It's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. Tony White did a great job unlocking the talent of a lot of the, the Jimmy's and Joe's on this defense. I don't think his, his scheme is what unlocked those guys. I think it's the coaching. I think it's the way they practice. I think he's a great defensive mind. I am not in full disaster mode if Tony White to leave, were to leave. I think there's a lot of defensive coordinators around the country that would look at Nebraska's defense and see the opportunity there and say, you know what, I think I can, I can lead that defense. I can lead it well. Maybe not as well as Tony White, but I'm not in full, it's time to panic should Tony White choose to go be USC's defensive coordinator or should he l- decide to go and become a head coach somewhere. I think you got a lot of young talent. You got a lot of pieces. And I think a lot of young defensive coordinators out there would be salivating over the opportunity to coach this defense. So I'm not in a place where I think it's a disaster if Tony White were to leave. I think he did a great job. But I think you should not undervalue the talent that Nebraska has defensively because you saw what Tony White did in the season. Don't forget the fact that, that the transition last year to Bill Bush's defense showed a lot of improvement as well. There was pieces on the defense. Tony White had a full offseason to continue unlocking some of those guys. I'm not in the of the opinion that Nebraska's defense will turn to garbage over overnight if Tony White were to leave. That, that's that's where They'll I'm play, at right guys now. Are, guys are playing hard for Tony White. They're playing hard for their position coach. They're playing hard for their teammates. That's the biggest thing you saw uh, with Nebraska's defense. They played hard for Bill Bush. So uh, and it's not that they didn't play hard for chins, but they, I think there was just they weren't flying around, right? They flew around uh, this season and parts of last season. Brandon says his concern levels two out of ten about Mister Tony 
uh, leaving Nebraska. Jackson checks in. His concern level is four out of ten. I'm probably leaning that way too, Jackson. Uh, my concern uh, level four of out of ten. Four out of ten, five out of ten. My concern of it being a disaster for the defense is like a two out of ten. If, if you follow okay. what I'm saying. Sure. So you, you think they're all right, uh, no matter who's uh, calling the defense. You just want to keep some continuity heading into That's a it. year two. That's it. All right. Brandon Vogel going to be with us. Hale Varsity continues powered by Cornhead Lager.